0: <clears throat> How's it going everyone and welcome back to your favorite swim bait podcast Scales and Tales. Um I'm Adrian. You guys already knew that so you knew that though. Today we're joined by probably the only guy in the swim bait world who can rock a praying mantis costume and uh and leave the people begging for more of it and uh one of the most well-known hook modifiers in the game. Tonight we have Mr. Alec Weaker and he's going to give us all the education on dressing hooks so we stop blowing up Zinbox, uh, inquiring about all this information, and, of course, all the musky tales he has for us. Without any, uh, without any more tease, Alec, address the masses with your education. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll do my best, man. I'll do my best. So,
0: uh, just getting right out of the gate. Uh, so, uh, okay, so people who, uh, who kind of were taken, taken off by that intro... Uh, wh- why are you the hook guy? What have you done to uh to get that title?
2: Yeah, so uh, oof, I think it was probably I don't know four or five years ago now. Um, I started a, I was I was uh, I started a little side project, a little side hustle, um, dressing hooks. Uh, would originally started off as just um dressing them with with basically just feathers because um you know I, I saw on on universe uh all the time um guys would be asking for dressed hooks and nobody seemed to have a good answer right like nobody had had stopped and and actually made a uh a, a business out of it and it's not that like, i got right. made a business I, I didn't really make a business out of it really um you know i guess kind of but it wasn't you know it's not lucrative enough to be able to like you know support anything off of it um, the the demands is not there to. It's an extremely, extremely niche um, thing to do. Uh, and lots of demand, uh, especially when you're the only one doing it, like I was for a long, long time. But, um, you know, uh, definitely enough to, like, you know, uh, support a swim bait addiction, perhaps. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just basically, you know, saw the demand and I saw there was no supply. And the supply that was there was, you know, mustad had some like size 8s that you could get um uh that kind of thing and you know nothing in the swim bait sizes um and then occasionally you'd see some of the bait makers who would have them uh, available but you know those guys are you know like i said bait makers so they don't have the time to sit there and and intricately wrap a hook perfectly to somebody's custom you know needs and desires especially so make 316. <laughs> yes, especially 316. My god, yeah. Um oof. Uh but yeah, so I, I saw that and it just kind of uh um I I made a couple of posts on Universe figured if I could, you know, make a couple extra bucks and then it just kind of it got out of control pretty quickly, honestly. Um uh you know, in, in, you know, infamous Johnny ellis he uh he made a post about it and, you know, Johnny makes post about something and it's game over kind of, so.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um,
2: <clears throat> yeah, it's just kind of how it works. But uh, I sent a few to him, and and he he was doing really well on them. Uh, and then he made a post about it, and it just kind of took over from there. It got a little bit out of control, honestly, um, uh, towards the end. Um, but then I, I yeah I stopped stopped about uh, about a year ago, um, just because of school. I I just can't have anything else on my plate, honestly.
0: You're right.
2: Yeah. And then, yeah, from, from the feathers, it kind of evolved into a cis cord and, um, and then it just, I don't know, after that, it, it, uh, I did a whole bunch of collabs with a bunch of pretty popular bait makers. And, uh, yeah, then I stopped. It seems like there's a few guys that kind of, um, are doing it right now. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I kind of have to be.
0: <laughs> now you're doing these, uh, P assist cord that was probably all done. Well, okay, here's the here's the question I had cuz I was mm-hmm. at the other day. Now, you you obviously have the two split ends. You wrap that around the uh the shaft of the hook. Now, do do you tie those directly onto the bait or uh what was it? Or do you kind of slide them through and then wrap them through themselves on the hook hangers?
2: Yeah, so <clears throat> um I I much, much prefer to tie directly to the bait. Um, That's there's cool. a lot of things, yeah. There's a lot of things with a cord that, um, people, I guess, you know, there's a lot of things with just dressed hooks and dressings in a cord in general that there's a lot more to it than meets the eye, honestly. Like, a cord looks, um, pretty simple and, uh, you know, it, it has its purpose, right? But there's a lot of like side benefits that I use it for personally. Like, you know, I, uh, I really, really like a, um, uh, well, to answer your question, I, I prefer to tie it directly to the bait. You can add right, to a yeah. split ring, but the, the 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 problem with putting it to a split ring is there's a lot of you know extension of that hook shank that happens there, right? So right. Um, you're you're adding a lot of distance between that and the bait, and usually baits aren't super equipped to handle that much additional space. So um, you know you can start interacting with joints, you can start clogging up those joints, you can start getting caught in the tail. Um, you can start getting caught in the bill. There's a lot of things it's, that can go yeah. wrong there. So I prefer really not to. Um, additionally, <clears throat> uh, you know, there's, with, with a split ring, there's always a chance that that cord gets caught up in the split ring and, and weasels its way out. Um, I've only ever seen that I think like twice, but it's possible. So I, I just don't like to, you know, especially with swim baits, you're chasing one yeah. fish. If anything goes wrong uh, like that, that could cost you a you know fish of a lifetime. I'm not doing it, not a chance so exactly. um i'm not I'm not taking any chances and uh, so that's why I tie direct and tying direct has a lot of benefits as well, like you know, like i mentioned the the uh, the distance thing, right? so say you have a, a bait that um you know you can kind of match any bait to any hook with it really um, yeah. get with a ciscord so you can tighten up that soft split ring so that it really adheres really a lot closer to the bait like if you want to run long shank hooks but you know can't afford to with a split ring in between you can tighten that um long shank all the way up to the bait to make it you know more worth your while um -hmm. short shank if you run a really long soft split on so like a cord if you run really i'll I'll say soft split interchangeably there but um if you run really long assist cord on like a short shank like a kvd right you can you can keep that KBD hook style which is which is deadly however you're you know you're not running that super short shank that's really hard to use on a fatter bait or um on a yeah on a wider bait on a bait that uh, doesn't you know have a lot of distance between the body and the hook like that
0: right when you were doing this um obviously 99% of bait makers, they tune their baits with the hooks and split rings and stuff mm-hmm. did that did you ever run into any issues while taking out those split rings. I I know it's not a lot of weight and I'm sure the, the cord kind of fills in that gap, but I, I've always just wondered if that's ever not necessarily messed it up, but kind of altered the, uh, the sink rate at all.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually something I use it for all the time, which I can't believe I forgot to mention, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, that's <laughs> something if you, if you ever see me, um, You know, sometimes I'll post up baits with like uh, assist cord on on uh, swiveling hook hangers, and um, and you know, a lot of guys are like, "What's the point? Like, why are you doing that?" Well, well, I mean, I you know, most of the time, yes, I agree with you, right? Like, if you have a um, a swiveling hook hanger, assist cord, and swiveling hook and swiveling hook hangers, basically, um, I mean, you're doing you're doing double the double the work there, right? But um, a lot of times. Bait makers don't necessarily have the highest quality of swiveling hook hangers. Um, like Hinkle is infamous for this. I can't even tell you how yeah. many Hinkles I've tied up where you might as well not have the swiveling hook hanger on there. Right. I you mean, know. usually, usually those loosen up, right? Like you know, you catch a couple of fish and that loosens up. However, those first few fish, you functionally don't have that swiveling hook hanger. So, putting a ciscord on there is is still very valuable. Um, and then, additionally. You know, adding or taking away weight to a bait is a difficult thing to do, especially taking weight off a bait. You can always add, right? By um, that's something I do a lot, where I'll I'll put weight onto a hook. I'll either I'll you know um, tie up like a drop shot weight to the bottom of it, or usually yeah. I'll use like a, a lead wire and I'll wrap that around the shank. Um, but you know, or you can add like a board weight to the bait, and that's an easy way to add add weight, but to take it off is pretty hard and you'd be surprised how much of a difference split rings can make. Right. Really? Um, yeah, you'd be surprised, man. Like I, I have baits where, um, adding or subtracting a split ring can, you know, turn it from a slow float to a, to a suspend. Um, Damn. and that, that's something I do all the time where, you know, if I have a wake, that is, uh, um, if I have a wake, that's, you know, not wakey as it should be, um, all, mm-hmm. all downsize the hooks a little bit um take off that split ring, add a cord, and all of a sudden it wakes just fine. Um you'd be surprised how much of that can make a difference. It 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 uh it really, really can. And that's one of my favorite things to do is um I love suspending glides. Suspending glides are like probably my number one producer ever. And uh taking off the split rings like classically you take a stock one sixty eight S waiver. Okay, uh-huh. they come with that they come with that um, those hooks. Like those hooks are good. They're great. They're in fact, they're I actually like them a lot. Um, those river to sea hooks they have, uh, they're yeah. great hooks. But you know they're four X hooks, and you're if you're throwing a four X hook on you know what you should be throwing an s S-wave on, which is like a medium heavy swim bait rod, or you can even go like a like the new Leviathan finesse, right? Like that's yeah, even yeah. that would be a great, even that would be a great um, uh, rod. You, th- you throw you throw four x hooks. You better be using braid and lock your drag because oof. Um, but uh, no, I th- I throw. I'll literally do assist cord to um, to size two SD thirty six, and it's a suspending bait. Damn. Yeah, it cha- it makes that big of a difference, and and that's one of my best Somali producers of all time. Right there is a size two SD thirty six assist cord S waver. Game over. Hmm
1: damn yep so uh kind of kind
0: of leaving that part uh so i'm sure like i said do you use a uh fly fishing bobbin and vice and everything or what's your kind of setup while you're tying all these uh, p assist lines on these hooks
2: yep it's just a it's just a uh a vice bobbin that kind of stuff i i use uh um a few different kinds of adhesive to make sure that that's not coming off um Because that's once again, I'm not taking chances. So I use yeah. a, a few di- I, I use a few different kinds of adhesive. and the way I tie them up, i I kind of like unbraid the cord and make sure it's wrapped around a few things. Um, but I still try to keep it nice and tight because um, a lot of guys when they tie have this like big, bulky tie job. Um, yeah, and I, I just i like I said, I just try to minimize every possible thing that can go wrong. So, Um, you know, if you make that hook huge and bulky, um, you know, uh, trying to have as clean and as, uh, unnoticeable of a tie job as possible is, you know, probably doesn't matter, but like I said, I don't like to take chances. So
0: yeah, there's, um, there's a guy on YouTube. Um, everybody knows who it is, but anyway, he, uh, he, he made PE assist hooks for his mother a couple of years ago when he first got his Mm -hmm. mother. And exactly what you just said, like his hooks looked bulky and huge and it just kind of pulled away from the bait. Like, obviously, I don't know, cause I'm not a fish, but if I was a fish, <laughs> I'd be like, what the hell is that? Like, it yeah, like, yeah. It, I don't know. It's wonky looking. Um, shit, was wonky. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> so do you, do you whip finish those, like your thread and then do your adhesive over it? Or you just kind of do some overhand knots and then adhesive over
2: it? <clears throat> uh no i i would finish but i also okay. uh, um but i also do adhesive in in several different layers there right so um i do i do adhesive um i think like four yeah four different times throughout the process wow. so three three before the finisher yeah um like i said I'm, I'm those things are not coming off um yeah the only time i've ever i've i've had one come undone and that was on a gancraft on a pike i still landed the fish got it out but uh i was in a rush to get to i was in a rush cuz i um uh was going fishing with a buddy and i needed yeah. to put a, I needed to put a syscord cord on this gang Craft. it was the gancraft 230 I needed to put a on this Cord on this gancraft cuz uh cuz i i just i believe in it man especially will baits over a certain weight it's pretty much mandatory for me now um but, uh, I was wrapping it up, and i I skipped all my steps, and I just put the finisher on there and okay. uh, it came it didn't come completely undone, but it came undone enough where it scared me, and I will never do that again, because I thought I thought all those I thought all those raps were just security, right? Um, yeah, but no, it matters. It matters
0: and so these these uh, the guys who who want to go out and do this, and obviously um. Who, who are asking you these questions, do they, do they need any fly tying background or did you just kind of watch a video and pick it up from there and kind of make your own method behind doing it?
2: Yeah, for, I mean, I don't, I mean, fly tying is a lot different than, than yeah, yeah. bevels because, you know, fly tying is intricate. It's, it's you know, super precise and, yeah, I mean, dress the dress stuff can, you know, you can really mess it up and but it's it's not nearly as intricate so um i mean you know anybody can do it really um to get good at it to get efficient with it is a different story but anybody can do it really
0: yeah which um i think people need to hear that they can they can try to do this by themselves and if they figure it out then boom they just they just learned a skill that they're going to use like obviously you learned this skill uh would you say a year or two ago three years ago
2: Oh, a syscord? Um, yeah. First time, I can actually probably tell you, first time I tied up a syscord was,
1: uh, I think it was like three years ago, I um,
2: I saw somebody actually post about it in Universe um, and then I, I ordered a bunch and okay. uh, was like was like, that's really cool, I like that concept a lot. Um, and so I, I ordered a ton, um, and just sort of tying up for myself. And then once again, Johnny actually came into play. Johnny was like, Hey, I need somebody to do this for me. And so I was like, screw it. Like, I'll give it a shot. Um, (laughs) I got you, man. Uh, yeah, no. So February of, of
1: 2020.
2: Oh, so yeah. So two and a half years ago now. Yeah. yeah just
0: over just over two years ago
2: yeah oh yeah so
0: yeah th- i mean that's that's a testament to anybody can buy this cord and adhesive and stuff and do this i mean you've done it for two years now and you said if, if a lot of baits this is just what you do primarily so like this is a skill that somebody's gonna learn and uh th- it's gonna stick with them like they're not gonna forget about it because they're gonna be doing it to half the baits they own at least
2: oh yeah dude like i said like um I mean anything over two ounces that I own is getting the ciscord done. I mean, you should see my you should see my baits. It's just it's it's everything's got a ciscord. Um just any well over two ounces. Even some stuff that's under two ounces if I wanna like mod it in some weird way. Yeah. Right. Like like I like I mentioned earlier, if I wanna, you know, close that distance between the the bait and the hook or if I wanna open that distance up. Um yeah, I, I mean everything above two ounces and even some of the stuff below it, especially big stuff like big, big stuff, you know, like my, uh, you know, Gangcraft three Oh three KGB King. I am testing a mob Walker for a throwback right now that has it on there. Oh yeah. I had um, talked to him yesterday. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a cool bait, man. That's going to be fun. Um, and then, you know, all my big is like my DDT, my big chief. E- I mean everything, dude, everything.
0: Um now when you you're you're dressing some of these hooks too, as in like putting the tassel and feathers and stuff on them, right?
2: mm-hmm yes sir
0: now is that mainly for the back hook for the rear hook of the bait, or do you doing it for both?
2: um actually, no, it's mainly for the front um,
1: oh oh,
2: so yeah, yeah, so that's that's when I usually do it. I mean I, I see a lot of guys put on the back hook um and I guess I, I, I don't know where that came about or why, Yeah. Um, but that seems to be popular, like guys just putting on the back. Um, I have a few baits where I'll do two, uh, I'll do front and back, but I would say 90% of the baits that I have dressed rebs on are glides with a single front red treble. Um, I used to do it a lot. Uh, when I, when I was running the hook thing, I used to do it, I used to like match paint because dudes love a dress tread. I remember your mini slammers, yep, yep. I used to do those all the time. The guys love those too. I, I love those things, those things are so much fun. I gotta, I gotta fish those more. I, I don't fish those enough, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I dress. I mean, I would say customer request because that was kind of my thing, right? was was dressing everything exactly the way that you want. And usually that was matching paint um, just because, I mean, it, I mean, obviously it looks really good. So um, that's why I think most guys um, wanted me to do it. But if you're talking raw effectiveness, um, like what works, what actually improves bites uh-huh. is a, uh, is that front red. I, I've, oh God, I've just murdered them on that thing, dude. I've mm. done so well in that front red. Specifically, cold water, and more so smallies than largemouth. Right. But I've used—I mean, as you can imagine—I've Discord and and dress trebs, everything. I've tested this stuff a lot, and uh, the only thing that I've found to make a—you know—not a difference, but a substantial, substantial, noticeable, like like uh, you fishing next to somebody with the exact same bait yeah. that doesn't have it. it I mean. I've literally done that several times with friends Um, and that's, yeah, just to test it out and it makes so much of a difference, it's unreal. Um, One of the best, one of the best smallie fishing days I ever had was because of a front red. Um,
1: My, uh, I was fishing this spot back home and uh, Hey guys, um, this is actually me while I'm editing this,
0: um, my recording app has been so fucky lately. It cuts out and shit, so <clears throat> it kind of cuts off a little bit of our conversation. But I kind of stitched it back from uh, Alec talking about having a really good day of smallmouth fishing, and then it kind of cuts out a little bit, and it starts talking about uh, how he does the um, how he does the hook grommets, the feathers and tassels and stuff. So it, it didn't miss a lot, but it also cut out. And we caught it right away, but it didn't also start recording right away. So I just kind of wanted to give you guys a heads up. You guys didn't miss much. I just wanted to clear up the confusion on why he talks about smallmouth fishing and all of a sudden jumps into uh, into dressing the hooks and stuff. But uh, I I gotta figure something out because this is so stupid. I hate this recording app, but it works for now. And I gotta find something different. But uh, I appreciate it, guys, and I hope you join the. Re- I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode.
2: Yeah, when I'm when I'm doing. Specifically, cold water smalllies because warm water they tend to be more aggressive and they tend not to look at the bait so much, you know. So, um, but uh, yeah, so I I brought you know five extras and and uh, we got to uh, I called the buddy and I was like, hey, they're they're on fire, like, you gotta come. So, so he did, and uh, uh, my friend Justin, and uh, we 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 went uh, same spot the next day. And we proceeded to have like the most insane small fishing day that's ever happened to me. I mean, it was just insane. But, uh, yeah, but, but, uh, um, you know, when I, you know, this was, this was when I was like, you know, I, I had done this several times in the past, but this was by far the most noticeable time. Um, uh, but I was fishing both for Warden Color 68 because I, because I had, I had mine on. Um, and I had a couple extra because that warden color does well for me, and I gave I gave one to him too, and he didn't have the dress traps because, because um, I didn't, uh, I just just I don't know. I we just didn't put them on there. Um, I had a couple I, I had a couple extra with me, but um, but we didn't put them on there. And uh, um, that day, between the two of us, we got seven smallies over twenty inches with. With the big, the big was 22 and a half inches, which is my, uh, my length PB, my length personal best was that 22 and a half -er. And he caught his personal best, which was like a 21, 21 and a half. And it was like five. I think that fish was like five, four. And then my 22 and a half was like five, six. But of those seven fish, I caught six of them and he, he caught the one, um, And, you know, those were just the seven that we caught over 20 inches. Um, We caught quite, we got quite a few more um, in that, you know, high teens and and everything. I forget how many fish we got that day, but, you know, um, felt like a lot more than it was probably, but probably like 30 or so. I don't know. Um, But there was, there was, uh, and of those seven, I think like five of them were within like 20 minutes. We just had this. We just had this school come up and they were just all bigs. Um, and in 20 minutes, we caught like just a, a legendary little bag of small I me. Mean, that was so cool. Yeah, and that was the mo- that was the time that kind of like solidified it for me. Um, I mean, that was the only time we also were using the same color. Like, I've been with buddies before where, and you know, we're both using S waivers because I have all my friends on S waivers when we're there. Um, but, uh, because I guess they see me they see me out fishing with like you know when other people are fishing live bait and they're like okay we gotta do something about this but uh yeah um you know that was uh, we specifically were using the same color there because I did so well on it um and all the times like you know my buddy's using light trout or party crasher or whatever you know what I mean and i'm I'm using a different color and you know everybody you know people will chalk it up to the color people will chalk it up to like my cadence versus his cadence or whatever it is but um and you know at the end of the day theoretically yeah sure that could be the, that could be it but but for me that was that was the day where it was enough Where i was like yeah, yeah for this sure works.
0: um now are, do you just dress the hooks the same way you do the cord you you do a couple drops of uh of hardener while you wrap the feather and tassels and stuff on or do you kind of approach it differently
2: yeah i approach it a lot differently just because with with uh with the dressings, you want to minimize drag as much as you can, right? So I'm doing super. I'm doing super light, super light thread there, and uh, one finishing um, epoxy. Okay. Um, but uh, so yeah, super light, and and that's the key with with those dress traps. A lot of people, you'll notice, they you know they go for they go for aesthetics on it. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, you, they they look really good. Like, don't get me wrong, but also, you know, if you have 30 pieces of hackle on the thing, um, you know, you're going to kill that glide. Uh, so you, ha- you have to do it enough where it's noticeable, but you can't do it too much where you're going to kill the action. Um, so it's, it's, it's tough. Uh, Cause you gotta, you gotta kind of find the right material and you have to tie it well enough. You can't overdo it. You can't underdo it. Um, you just got to find the right amount.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, how, how long, or I guess how many fish like, do those, do your garments and stuff stay on a long, like for a good amount of fish or do you kind of have to cycle through after 10, 15, 20 fish? Or is it just kind of depend on if you were to half-ass the wrap job and stuff?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it depends, man. It's like a soft bait, right? I mean, you'll have, you'll have soft baits where you get unlucky lucky and it's thrashed in one fish. Um, and you'll have soft baits where, I don't know, somehow you, you manage 30 fish on them. Um, it's, it's same idea, not quite one, uh, and 30, probably more like 10 and 50 kind of thing. Uh But, uh, but, uh, I mean, like, you know, they're at the end of the day, they are feathers. Like it's not going to stay forever. Um, so, uh, yeah, but it, it ranges quite a bit. I mean, I've had, I, I've had, you know, unlucky where I, you know, an unlucky day where I have to change out that front tread probably you know twice and there are you know weeks where i don't have to change it out so um it just depends on the day
0: yeah for sure um kind of cycling into like hook selection and stuff uh for anybody mm-hmm. for anybody who hasn't seen you you gripe on a lot of guys for fishing like 80 pound <laughs> braid st36s and they're like why did my why did my gantrell stock hooks bend out like i, I lost a
1: fish because of yeah. it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's something that
2: I, uh, um, yeah, I think I think that'd be a good a good thing to to kind of s- sit and spend some time yeah. on because I see that all the time. I mean, whether it's guys, I get that I get that question a lot, just like the dress traps question I get, just like the assist core, just like muskies. I mean, that's another question I get a lot of times is, uh, you know, um, what's your favorite hook? That's a, that's a common one. 'Cause guys knows I've you know, guys know I've I've used pretty much every yeah every hook that's out there with obviously there's, there's quite a few exceptions, but I've used so many freaking hooks and uh just because I, I, you know, experimenting with them. Um the same thing with baits, like I experiment with baits all the time. I've used so many baits just because I wanna you know, I wanna have an opinion on them. I wanna know, you know, everybody's always looking for the, the best bait. So if I can you know, same thing with hooks, like I want I wanna know the best hooks. And I do kind of have an answer for that. Obviously. Um you know, it really depends on the bait and, and what setup you're using and whatever. But, um, yeah, so that, uh, that's something I see a lot where, where guys are just using the wrong hooks. And, um, and you got to stop. You got to stop because uh, hook selection means, means more than I think people realize. Um, you know, you see guys all the time throwing SD-36, like you said, on braid. <laughs> and they're, you know, their drag is locked and they have an extra heavy fast action rod. You're just kind of like, well, yeah, it's freaking duh. Obviously, it's going to bend out. Like, I mean, if you're using, if you're locking your drag braid in a fast action rod, um, I mean, you, you, you you better be using at least a 3X, right? Um, And I actually, one of my, one of my favorite posts I've ever seen was, was a friend of mine. He was using a, a, a a runt wake, right? Uh So, you know, a five, a, a small five inch gill bait. Right. And he had SD 56 on there, size two. Okay. Which are great hooks. Big, beefy hooks. He, of course, he's throwing it on like, I don't even know what kind of braid he was throwing it on. His drag was obviously locked. And he made a, he made a post about how SD 56 are horrible hooks because they bent out. It's like, dude, <laughs> if you're, if you're like, I catch, I catch like Gammy Bronze. Okay. Gammy Bronze are long shank. Uh, or, or long shank light wire hooks. Yeah, you know, um, guys talk about them all the time for bending out. They're they're pis stock hooks, right? Guys hate those hooks for some freaking reason. I landed probably seven or eight muskies last season on those <laughs> things. If I can land a, a you know, and biggest being forty six, I think it was. If I can land a forty six inch muskie on those hooks, you can land a three pound. Yeah, pound exactly. Um, you know what I mean? Like it's it's unbelievable how, how people don't understand how to how to pair hooks with their line, with their rod, with their drag, um, very important concept to, uh, to understand. So I guess, you know, with that diving into it a little bit, right. Um, you know, understand, understand what hooks you're using. Okay. Um, know whether that hook is a one X gauge, two X, three X, four X even, um, Oh, by the way, that post that I was referencing, he ended up switching to size two ST66, (laughs) which are saltwater hooks on that (laughs) run. Oh my God. I will never forget that. I thought that was the funniest thing ever. Um, saltwater hooks on a five inch gill (laughs) bait, uh, for like three, three pound lark mouth. Unbelievable. Um, but yeah, so, you know, understand the hooks you're using. Um, uh, you know, like, uh, like I was mentioning those gaming bronze, classic one X SC 36 one X, um, And those are, those are probably my favorite one X hooks. Um, some of my favorite two X would be KVDs are good on some baits, kind of depends on the bait. Um, SD 41 are okay. Um, but the the gammy has a black, uh, um, or a nickel, excuse me, black nickel, I guess they're called black nickel, long shank that I really like, but, uh, two X are kind of, kind of weird. Um, just because there's not like a really really good option there, but SD forty ones, KBDs, and um, uh, those those I was talking about are pretty good. And three X SD fifty six are phenomenal. I've landed a lot of fish on those. Um, I really like those. And then I don't really go into four X. Uh, the only four X that I actually like are uh, SD sixty sixes. Are really shiny and annoying, so I don't use those. Um, I probably would if I was in salt, but I'm not. So, um, but the only the, actually the, the river to sea hooks. Those are those are Forex and those are actually surprisingly good. Um I've been impressed with the River to Sea hooks. Um, uh they they keep their point really well and I haven't had one even show signs of coming close to bending out and they sharpen really well, which I like as well cuz I sharpen my I was about to say
0: honestly, um that's un- I don't think I mean, okay, that's going out on, on a limb. I know a lot of guys and you are the only guy I know that has ever mentioned sharpening their hooks. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, dude, people don't do it. It's uh it's it's baffling to me. Um that's something that's super common in the musky world, um, is sharpening hooks. But guys do not sharpen their hooks for swim bait game, right? Like they'll they get dull, they just switch them out. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. But uh but you know, with some of the hooks I use, right? Like my um like my favorite hook, my favorite overall hook um is uh is a gammy S P M H hyper shield, it's called. SP- right, which by the name you can probably <laughs> Yeah, I've never – yeah, I know, ridiculous, right? But by the name, you can probably tell that that's a $3 hook. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one – yeah, one one hook is $3, right? And, uh, like, you know, if you're spending $3 on a friggin' hook, you – uh, life out of you it. You know, you, you better – yeah, exactly, right? So um, – and those are, like I said, those are probably the best overall hook I've ever used. Um, and, uh, um, you know, there's there shouldn't really be such a thing as an overall hook because you really got to, like I said – um, got to decide which hook is right for the job yeah, exactly. but those are those are as those are as close as i've come across to where they can kind of do everything um they're f- phenomenal hooks and i've I recommend them all the time to guys everybody who i've recommended them to who has used them instantly is like exclusively those hooks um like a couple of my buddies i i recommend them to, and then they called told a couple yeah. of their friends and now there's a solid group of guys using them and and they, you know, that entire group of guys will not use anything else now, which is pretty sweet. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, especially with, you know, not everybody has, you know, a bunch of hooks stocked up ready to go um, to just switch out to and also taking the time to sit there and, you know, get out your split ring players and whatever. um, You know, I don't know, like, I don't want to do that. So I'd rather just quick, I'd rather just quick take a file to my hooks, sharpen them back up to, you know, and you know, if you get good at it, if you get good at sharpening your yeah. hooks, there are some hooks, there are some hooks that you sharpen out of the box because you can do it better, right? right? That shouldn't be the way that it is. Um, but you know, that's that's with some VMCS, right? Like I know, I know uh, VMCS are super cheap. Um, you can get them for like ten cents a hook, right? Um, and uh, some some musky guys I know, um, yeah, they're 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 super dull but they'll they'll buy them in bulk for super freaking cheap um and they'll just sharpen them out of the box and and you know it's just as sharp if not sharper than the best hooks on the on the market right they probably don't keep it nearly as well keep that hook point nearly as well but uh if you get good at sharpening them it can be a super effective um thing to do and i do it all the time i have a file with me um no matter what i'm doing in my boat in my backpack when i'm bank fishing everything i always have a file on me just in case
0: i will say um (laughs) this is going back a couple sentences uh i i'm gonna be Mm -hmm. honest i do not have any spare hooks and i also did (laughs) i also did not have a pair of split rings until this year i just i just kind (laughs) of sent the shit with whatever it came with and i'm like uh i don't know i i never i i never really lost many fish on the baits i fished so i'm like oh yeah the hooks must be good
2: (laughs) yeah i mean it depends on the bait yeah exactly uh... Yeah, it depends on the hook. Depends on what you're using, right? Like you can't just, you know, this kind of. I mean, we keep getting on tangents, but that's something. Um, you know, if you're, you know, if you have one swim bait set up, right? You know, you, you can't just throw any hook in any swim bait setup, right? I mean, theoretically, yeah, right. But if you know, um, uh, you really shouldn't. It's not. A, it's not. You, if you want to be as efficient as possible, which which you'll kind of you'll come to figure out that. A common theme with my fishing is uh, max efficiency, basically. Um,
0: exactly, yeah, I could tell.
2: <laughs> is and yeah, yeah, and and we'll. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about more examples, but that's kind of you know my fishing is max efficiency is kind of the name of the game. Whereas you know, and and if you know, if you don't want to add that extra stress to your fishing, that's one thing. But with me right now, I do not have the time, right? Um, so I, I have to be as efficient as possible when I'm fishing. So ironically not having any time has really made me a, a, you know a lot better fisherman. But also I you know I've been about that whole maxi efficiency thing for for quite a few years it's just really come to fruition uh since I since I started school. Um
1: but yeah. So uh yeah, hook selection, right?
2: Um basically um you want to know what line you're using. Um, obviously braid no stretch okay <laughs> so you want to gear towards the braid has no stretch you're going to you want to be more aligned with the uh thicker hook gauges right? right i'd say at least 2x for braid at least 2x for braid depending on how good you are using your drag um and you know I, i'd recommend for guys to be honest about how good you are using your drag because uh it seems like a lot of the swim bait guys just lock their drag and call it a day I love those guys. um that is <laughs> Yeah. And that's, and that, but that's the thing is, and you know, if, if you don't know how to use your drag, I mean, that's, that's legitimate. Just, just and that's fine. Yeah. Just make sure you're rocking, you know, just make sure you're rocking SD 56 in braid with, you know, a, probably a fast action rod. Um, uh, you know, so if, you know, you're kind of more geared towards an almost like a soft bait setup um, when you're, when you're pinning your drag, exactly. Um, you know what I mean? And, but then also um, a conversely, right. If you're on an SD 36, I would, I would, you know, I would say that you should almost definitely run mono, because um, fluoro and copoly um, they can be super inconsistent in how much they actually stretch. Fresh, right, like yeah. some fluoro, some fluoros and some co-polys I've used um, have a ton of stretch, right, where they're pretty much mono. Some fluoros and some co-polys I've used have very, very little. Um, so they're so all over the board that it's hard to know unless you test it yourself. Right. Um, which is something you can do, obviously. Yeah. For but, sure. um, but, but also, you know, it's, you know, the basics, right. Um, two X at least for braid three X preferably with a, with a tighter drag. Um, and you can use the, the lighter hooks, but make sure your drag is placed appropriately. Make sure you have like a moderate action rod, um, that kind of thing. And then with one X mono, Um, and you know, and you can use two X with mono. Absolutely. I've landed, uh, SD 56 fish, um, on mono, but you have to compensate with a faster action rod, um, and you know, tightening your drag more. So really it's, it's a, it's a spectrum, right? It's, It's about balance. You have to balance everything according to what rod you have available, what line you have available, how good you are at the drag, what hooks you're using. Um, and guys, you know, it's it's worth it to to educate yourself yeah. on that because it's going to it's going to land you more fish. I guarantee it. It will land you more fish um, if you pair your hooks, rod, drag uh, uh, to to what you're using. No,
0: exactly. Um, and kind of rounding it off, like uh, you see you see a decent amount of posts of guys saying like my hooks bent out or my X Y Z problem and uh it kinda like you said, circles back to the rod and line. Like people who who buy these like legitimate production rods like the Savage Gear Browser, um, the thirteen defy and stuff, like those uh they're rods. They they can fish a swim bait, but obviously that's <laughs> yeah, that's
2: like you said uh Oh you can go ahead. You said legitimate and you said legitimate and thirteen in the same sentence. I
0: mean,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a little uncomfortable about it. Um,
0: so, so they obviously produce a uh, a rod that you can fish a swim bait on and it's it's not it's like using it's like using a screwdriver to drive a nail it's it's a tool but it's not the right tool for the job relative to buying mm-hmm. um a production custom rod from Leviathan from f five from nameless customs mm-hmm. uh, anybody mm-hmm. else mom and all that stuff and um people people kind of try to not necessarily cheap out of it but they they don't want to dip their toes into um, the next tier worth of gear. And honestly, that was the best decision I ever did was to, to buy nicer rods, nicer reels, a little bit more expensive line and stuff. And it it just makes it that much more enjoyable. And it, it just is an all around better experience for not only you, but for the fish too. You're not ripping a fish's face off with like you said, like an ST56, because your rod has three inches of play on the tip. Like it, it just, it, it makes it more fun to me.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and that's you know <clears throat> that's something that uh, that I think a lot of guys right you you don't you know you don't know what you're missing out on until you experience it for yourself um, right like if, if you know if you're throwing like you said if, if all you're throwing is is the Savage Gear rods and from what I've heard the Savage Gear rods are uh, fine. yeah I was about to say that's, um,
0: I fished that for my first I've, two years and it was fine and then mm-hmm. I um I just picked up a Leviathan the other day and I Oof. I no longer have my there's no reel on my savage Gear browser anymore
2: <laughs> yeah dude i uh i mean i'm sure you know obviously i'm a affiliate with Leviathan, and then uh i have the whole the whole lineup literally the whole lineup and oh my god i love those things they ch- they change game but um you know any 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 custom rod is a uh you know can get a job done um really uh you know and you know those opinions are all over the place i, I love my leviathans i mean with, with you know the mod how moderate they are I love because I can get away with uh using you know SD thirty six um and you know those those are super light wire hooks um and you know they're they're the least noticeable right yeah they don't affect you they usually don't affect um uh like sync rates in a in a bad way um right whereas like SD fifty six usually um, are gonna are gonna affect that sink rate. Obviously, it depends on how the bait was tuned. But most baits aren't tuned with like a quad or an SD fifty six um, that have that like you know that super heavy um, presence. Most baits are tuned with a lighter wire hook. Um, so you know you're kind of doing the bait a disservice if you switch all over the place. But um, you know they they allow me to literally fish SD thirty six for muskies. Um, those Leviathans do. It's which is a you know game changer. Um, obviously irresponsible to do it in like the summer with <laughs> fish exhaustion and stuff. But uh but in the fall and in the spring, I mean I'll literally run twenty five pound mono and S T fifty F T thirty six on uh on a uh heavy, medium heavy Leviathan and, and never have any problems. Right. So um but yeah so I mean that's that's that is pretty sweet.
1: Um yeah it's a uh, um definitely definitely makes a huge difference. Same thing with line, same thing with hooks all make such a giant difference
0: yeah for sure uh like I said it just it makes it makes the sport that much more enjoyable and um even this year I've only caught like three fish on swim baits because it's still freaking cold but I'm I'm using I'm using (laughs) a Corrado K relative to the Toro S I've always used and my drag isn't like it's not tightened down with a wrench (laughs) like I actually I've actually been fighting these fish and I'm like holy shit. Like this just adds another level of fun. Like fishing Lake Michigan and the piers and stuff. I, I have my drag tightened down all the way. I water ski to fish it. And then I flip them up six feet onto the pier. Like it's cool. But like, I'm always like, man, I wish I I wonder like I've caught big fish and I'm like, i really didn't even get to fight it. Like it happens so fast. I don't even remember it. And I'm like, well, that's no fun. Like I have a picture, but I don't, I didn't get to fight the fish at all or anything.
2: Yeah. And that's, you know, sometimes you have to do that though. Like if you're fishing, if you're, you know, if you have to flip that fish six feet up onto a pier, you know, uh, a a braid and a lock drag is going to do you a lot of favor because, you know, that's, that's something where you can't afford to finesse that. fish, Right. Or if you're fishing, you're fishing timber, right. You don't want to give that fish any play. You got to burn that thing into the boat. Um, Obviously burning stuff in and, you know, horsing it like that, if you have it on one barb, um, with a skin, you know, skin hooked, it's, you know, that fish is gone. Um, so you're going to lose, you're going to lose more fish if you can't play them out. Um, however, sometimes when you're fishing them, it's necessary. Right. So, you know, yeah, I usually try to avoid pinned drag and braid. Um, but there are times when it's absolutely necessary. Like, you know, summer, summer, summer musky fishing. Um, you know when the water is that hot, you know. Um, and once it gets, once it gets above, once it gets above a certain temperature, I, I won't fish them. Um, but you know, once it gets above like seventy, um, I, I'll, uh, you know, I'm locking my drag. I'm using extra, extra heavy rods, and I have hundred pound braid and four x uh, musky hooks on all, every, everything because I'm getting those fishing as fast as possible to make sure they get back okay, in the water yeah. safely. Whereas, like in in spring or in the fall, I can afford to play them out, and they'll still kick off just fine. Right. Um, but you know, it depends on depends on what you're fishing. Um, you know, if you're fishing heavy cover, that kind of thing, obviously, same thing. Braid, heavier hooks, and a pin drag is going to do you a lot of favors because you can't have them get tied up in you know whatever you're fishing. So really, a, a you know, being able to adapt is huge. Um, and you know, there are some guys who just you Know, have the one set up and they have to make do with that, and you can, you absolutely can. Like I said, you can run mono pin your drag still use thicker hooks, or you can use braid and lighter hooks and really loosen up on your drag. Um, and you can, you know, you know, just to uh, you know, provide some uh uh little converse relationship there, right? But um, uh, you know, obviously, you you can you can make do with whatever you have, however, in the name of efficiency, once again um, being able to adapt like that is, is huge.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, two, two years ago, I had a thir- <laughs> I had a 13, uh, what is it? Eight to 16 ounce. Cause I had my Hinkle trout and that was the only rod I had. <laughs> so I was also fishing like the Gantrell on it and stuff. So, uh, like you said, you can, you can, you can make it work. It's just, it's not the best for the situation, but if, if that's what you have in a pinch, then, you can you can make anything work. I mean, it just it's like you said, if if it's effective or not is really what it boils down to.
2: <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, you probably don't need it. Like whenever I travel, um, I just have the one travel rod and I bring one reel. Yeah. And I'm throwing my soft baits on that. I'm throwing, you know, uh smaller swim baits on it, I'm throwing uh bigger swim baits on it. Um that's like my setup that I have dedicated to versatility, right? So same thing. Um you know if you if you only can uh, can afford one setup or you only have access to one setup for whatever reason making sure that setup is as versatile as possible is a really good idea as well right um uh so you know like a you know probably a 2 or 300 size reel with probably a uh uh you know a heavier mono maybe or like a stretchier floro with like a probably like a fast action rod you know just kind of like a happy medium yeah, of everything yeah. kind of deal um, just to kind of, once again, like use that as, as versatile because so you can land those soft bait fish and those, you know, SD 36 hard bait fish, um, those one X hook hard bait fish uh, with the same setup, which is, you know, once again, uh, not as efficient as you could be. However, um, if that's all you have, cause you're traveling or cause of, you know, affordability or whatever um, you can, you know, you can make it work.
0: And uh, kind of, when you get into it and you start to expand um, your your setups, it uh, it it just boils down. Like I said, the last five times I've talked, it just it's that much more fun. I have I have four rods right now mm-hmm. and three reels, and it's like wow! Like I can I have you uh, uh, know it's the Omega, I think it's the heavy, so I think that's like yeah. one to four ounces.
2: Uh, oof, I think the. Heavy is one to six. Okay. And I believe the medium heavy is one to four. Say. So
0: I have that for and then the one stick. Finesse
2: is one to two. I believe that'd be a sweet stick. <laughs> dude, the finesse. I love that thing, dude. Oh my God. <laughs> oh wow. It's I've, I, uh, beginning of the year, I didn't have open water except for a river uh-huh. and I was, uh, just hammering wipers. Um, and I was using that finesse a lot. Oh my God. Oof, that, that is a, I have it on a Calcutta TE um, right now. And my God, it is just so good.
0: I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Leviathan, like the handles and stuff. I've, I've been very passionate about, uh, about split grips on all my swim bait rods. And I got this mm-hmm. Leviathan from a buddy and I, he, he texted me. He's like, do you want it? I like, Sure, and then he he brought it downstairs um, a few days after I bought it, and I was like, "Oh, it's a full handle." But honestly, like fishing, mm-hmm. with the, fishing with that for the last couple couple trips, I'm like, I've been missing out. Like this thing is
1: badass.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's something. Uh, that's funny to say because when I switched to Leviathan, um, uh, I had the same thing. I was like, for whatever reason, I've o- I always like split grips, yeah. and I I never really I I kind of noticed like when I switched to Leviathan. And I started using the full grips. Um, I didn't have a reason for why I like split grips. I had no idea why exactly. I liked them. Um, I started using the full grips and I was like, wow, this is like so much more comfortable. Why did I ever like split grips? It's so weird. Um, but yeah, I love them. Uh, yeah. it, it, those, those rods are, are, are just phenomenal. Like I said, the, uh, um, you know, just how moderate they are, uh, how light they are. That's, yeah. that's one thing yeah, that, that really freaks me light. out is a, uh, it's so light. I mean, they're so light. I've used a lot of rods, and and they're by far the lightest. I mean, I have extra heavy and extra, extra heavy. And comparing, like, the Leviathan extra, extra heavy um, to, like, one of my musky rods, it it's probably literally of the same caliber, excuse me, um, is, I mean, it's like a fourth of the weight. It's just stupid. It's absolutely stupid. I have a probably my favorite, um, one of my favorite setups, at least. Um, it's just a medium heavy Omega with a Dial coastal 200, Ooh. which is a phenomenal yeah. reel. Um, I, I love that reel and, uh, coastal is pretty light too. And that setup is just gnarly. It's so light and I can throw like a hog on it, like a weight hog on it. Um, all the way down to like, you know, like a four inch bullshit if I wanted to. Um, yeah, a, a huge, it covers a huge range. Um, Pretty much the whole range of what most swimbeat guys like to be yeah. in, anyways. Um, and I've landed—I don't even know how many muskies on that thing. Um, just unreal,
1: unreal.
0: While we're while we're on the point of uh, uh, rods, I like I said, I have I have another brand, another um, custom production rod. Uh, it's two to eight ounces, and it it's fairly heavier than the Leviathan. But I mean, it's a nice rod. I use it for my bigger glides. And I don't have any complaints with it. It is, uh, it's a split grip, and that was what I had before the Leviathan, and I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. And then when I did get the Leviathan full handle, I'm like, wow, this full handle is pretty badass. But talking about light setups, kind of taking it back to conventional real quick. I have a six ten four jerkbait uh, Powell Endurance, the blue ones, which I think is the new ones, mm-hmm. paired with a Daiwa, the older Daiwa CT reels. Oh my gosh, that thing is light as hell, like. People, people are always, they have like their uh, Shimano Zodius with like their metaniums or whatever. And they're like, oh yeah, this is light. Mm. And I'm like, here, just hold on to this. And they pick it up and they're like, holy shit, like that is light. And it's such a badass rod. And it reminds me of the Leviathan setup I have. I just have a Corrado K on it and it's just, it's stupid light for, for what it is. And it's, it's just, it's a sweet rod. I, I've caught, like I said, all three of my fish on it this year. And I'm really excited to actually be able to fish lakes and stuff with it and actually catch multiple fish in a day
2: <laughs> yeah yeah i uh i actually i have a tatula or tatula or however you say right. Right, i don't know um c- ct as well I, I love that reel actually i used it for before i got my finesse i actually used um that for like my smaller swim It yeah it's it's in the, dude those the have you used the Tatula, I don't. Is it? Do you call it Tatula? I, I or just Tattula. call it the tat CT. Was,
0: That's pretty much all I ever say. Is TAT. Yeah. I I, I suppose
2: because I don't know which one it is, and I'm too afraid. But to I, ask I've it I've always really said Tatula.
0: Um, That's what I've always said. That's what I've always heard people say. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I've 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 uh, I've I've said the same thing, but I have heard quite a few guys say it that way. But anyways, the the Tatula, uh, the 300, um, that reel is is excellent as well. I have that on. Uh, I have that on my extra heavy Omega. And uh that setup I did some damage on last year too. That oh my god. Those the, I don't know, man. The the tulas are um all I love all of them. All of them I have. Um but the three hundred is there's something special about that reel. Yeah, I sure. don't know what it is, but oh my god, there's something special about it. I
0: I, I have a lot um, of Shimano really, reels. I really like it. I have a lot of Shimano reels and I just have that one Daiwa C T, which I think is like and 100, 150 size, but um, I will say I've held a Corrado 300 and a tat 300 and I will buy the tat 300 any day of the week over the Corrado K 300. It's, it's just a badass reel. <clears throat> I held one at, uh, at our fishing expo a couple of weeks ago and I would have bought it, but the, the, the shop or like the, uh, the guy who was running the booth just kept blowing me off. So I'm like, you know what? Screw you, dude. Like, I don't want this reel that bad, but <laughs> you just missed out on a sale. Cause I would have definitely bought this thing from you. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you. uh um There's a guy who i who I met through Universe who has a. He owns a some shop. I don't know, but he, he owns some store, and he uh does very, very, very good deals. I know who
0: you're talking about. On, uh, it's like Nick's real yeah, deals, or, something, or it's like crap. What is it? It's like a whole whole tackle shop. Though I saw it in a comment section a couple yeah. of weeks ago on Universe, and I went in there, and he had like SLXs for like dirt cheap. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and it's all it's all brand new, and it's all like twenty percent below market. So, um, I I use him for my reels exclusively now, pretty much. And uh, the Tatula three hundred is shipped to your door, two hundred bucks. Wow, from him. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. So, uh, I'll I'll send you his name. I forget it right now, but I use him all the time.
0: So make sure you guys look into that before you buy the Tranks two hundred and waste two hundred dollars.
2: Dude, the Tranks I see i i've caught a lot of fish on the tranks tranks 400 tranks 300 i've, I've had both um I still have my 400 and i've caught a lot of fish on them um i don't know like they're, they're great and they're built like they they last but the drag is super annoying um it constantly is like on both of mine it would constantly like uh, lessen and lessen. yeah so i would set the hook i would set the, i don't know why they do that um and they feel they get pretty clunky pretty fast like they're good they're a good reel. um and I, I still use my 400. I still like it um but the 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 tap 300 is a uh, oh God, it's so good um that one I'll, I'll use over. that's why I sold the tranks 300 was because I got the tap and I was planning on running them both and I was like, oh my god I can't I can't pick up the Tranks. right um yeah like I you know you know what's bad when you just like don't use a setup anymore at all because you have a different setup that you just <laughs> right. want to use exclusively um, but yeah I just I got rid of it because I was like yeah no I'm not doing this anymore
0: I had a yeah. t- our, uh, tranks 200 for probably about three months it was kind of my first uh quote big big real purchase and it was a it was a badass reel but I, after a while I kind of not necessarily felt it deteriorating but i f- I felt like it was lessening in. In quality, and so I dumped it to to a guy that everybody knows on Universe, and I felt really bad because I test swam my hinkle trout on it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I don't want to sell this guy this reel and it like blow up. And so I texted him at the the beginning of the year this year, and I'm like, hey, like, do you still have that Tranks I sold you? He's like, yeah. I was like, do you want to sell it? And he's like, he's like, no, I'm gonna keep it. He's like, it's been a really good reel. Like, okay, cool. I'm glad it didn't like blow up on you or anything.
2: (laughs) But yeah. I've, I've uh, I think the Tranks 200 is made differently than the 300 and the 400. I believe it. Um, uh, I think I I watched a video on it once. Uh, there's a there's a guy on YouTube who does like breakdowns of um, every reel. I think his name was like Tackle Advisors or something like that. I don't know. But he uh he he every new reel that comes out, he does a video breaking it down, gives his opinions, whatever. Um, and I remember him saying that the Trinx 200 was garbage, pretty much compared to the 300 and the 400. Made differently. I don't know what exactly he said, but I know the components are different. Um, that's that's why I get the reels that I do is usually because of him.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, kind of hitting hitting on the big point that we were talking about the musky. You are you are the swim Bay universe musky guy as far as everybody's conf- <laughs> concerned. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, there was a point last year you caught like it it seemed like three or four in like a week's time and. I have buddies in Minnesota and I'm texting them pictures and they're like, what the hell? Like that dude is like on him and he is fucking good at it. I was like, I have no idea. I just, he, he's fucking good at it. I can tell you that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Spent a lot of time facing those fish, main I, a lot of time. And I, I, I do remember the week you're referring to, um, it was, I think it was like beginning or middle of October And it was actually 13 in in seven days. (laughs) Yeah, 13 in seven days. Last season was my uh, best musky season so far. Um, uh, 47. I caught 47 fish last season. Um, Yeah, biggest of which was my 53, um, which is, you know, fish of a lifetime. You know, I could fish 10 more lifetimes and not catch fish like that again. 53 inches, um, 26 inch girth. just a true megalodon, massive fish. Um, yeah, she, she was the highlight, obviously. And actually, my uh, I believe my first fish of the year as well. Yeah, my first fish of the year. Um, and then I caught 46 more. Um, yes,
1: sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a good year. I, uh,
2: biggest other than that was a 48 and a half. Uh, and then a whole bunch of mid-40s. <laughs> um yeah, that was that was it was it was a good it was a good time, man. Whole bunch of forty sixes, forty-five, forty-fours, which are such a such a fun class of fish to catch. Obviously, I'd I'd take a fifty something over all of them right. uh, any day of the week. I'd trade I'd trade 10, 20 mid forties for another fifty, but um probably more than that, honestly. I would trade all 46 of the other fish I caught just for that fifty-three again. Um easily, no question. But uh yeah, very, very good season. Very, very, very good.
0: Now, um, I had Connor Norgrove on, uh, a couple days ago and he, he's getting big into musky fishing in Ohio. And he was talking about how he, he got into, when he got into it, he was fishing primarily bass glides and stuff now are, and now he's fishing like musky single, single body glides and stuff. Are you fishing like your Piz big chief and stuff for these musky, or are you kind of fishing the more conventional musky <clears throat> baits or is it just kind of a toss up on whatever you're feeling?
2: Yeah, actually, uh, I know exactly what what Connor's talking about because I told him to buy that bait. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, Connor, yeah, Connor hit me up. He he hits me up every once in a while, uh, talk about muskies, whatever. And uh, um, I kind of helped guide him along because he well he wanted to get more serious and do it last year, and uh, I I kind of broke broke a few things down for him, and um, I actually make my own. I make all my own bucktails too, and he he bought a couple of my bucktails, and uh, I gave him a few. Leaders, I actually make all my own leaders as well. Oh man, Um, yeah, I make, I make, yeah, I I do everything I can myself because I don't trust anybody else. And also, once again, I just want to make, I want to make things exactly how I want to make them. Like a lot of a lot of musky leaders, um, you know. Just for example, I won't dive into everything, but um, a lot of bucktails. I just want to be able to make my own bucktails in the colors and the blade selections that I want. Um, And then I want it for like you know leaders. Um, uh, a lot of them are, you know, all these guys whenever they make leaders, there's just like you know, you, they have this fluorocarbon leader, but I swear to God, there's more metal on it than there is fluorocarbon. It's like, what's the point of using a fluoro leader if you're just going to use like eight crazy yeah, three rings in and a
0: twelve inch span, twenty inch span? It, it,
2: yeah, ex- exactly. It's like, yeah, I mean, now you have a fluoro leader that's cool, but you know, there's still ten pieces of shiny metal on there, man. It's like. <laughs> So what I do is I I basically have minimized it uh, to um, literally just floro and a snap. That's it. Um, Sometimes I'll use a barrel swivel um, if I'm fishing bucktails. uh, And sometimes I'll use a welded ring if I'm fishing really big... uh, um, uh, really big like musky plastics or if i'm using a mono um a main line but i've i've you know basically you know same thing max out the efficiency of my leaders and my bucktails everything like that but yeah so he would kind me i asking for advice to seven i kind of broke a few things down for him and, and uh he's like he's like well, do you have any baits that you like absolutely have to have and i was like yes absolutely and it was the bait that he is referencing that one piece glide yeah um, I've done, I've done so well in that bait, It's unbelievable. And, uh, so I told him he has to get one. And I think he had like a four fish day on it. Like his, in his first few times out or whatever. And I, he's, he's like, dude, this thing's insane. And I was like, I know I told you the thing's nuts. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. He's, he's, he's doing well. He, uh, um, wants to, wanted to get more into it. And I just kind of
1: gave him whatever I had.
0: No, and he uh it seems like he's taken it and ran with that.
2: <clears throat> yeah, yeah. He uh I know he I know he wants to get more into it. I a lot of a lot of guys want to get more into it. The problem is muskies are brutal. Right. Absolutely brutal. So uh I mean, yeah, like you know, like people hear about my forty-seven fish season last year. Um and they you know, they lose their minds, right? Everybody thinks that's oh, the I'm craziest gonna, I'm thing, it's
0: three to tomorrow.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, but that's thing is, you know, that, that forty seven season had two different four fish days and like I think two or three three fish days a bunch of twos a bunch of ones um I actually had at the beginning at the same so actually the same day I caught my 53 um uh I was fishing with my buddies Justin and Ryan two two of my best friends from home and uh we we had two in the net at the same time later that day um yeah man yeah just nuts. Uh, but they, 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 hear about that. Right. And they think, Oh, you know, that's crazy. That's insane. Yeah, it is. But you, you, you know, you're not hearing the other side of things. Right. Um, you're, you're not hearing, uh, t- you know, three seasons ago when I, I went 13 trips dry, averaging like eight hours a piece. Yeah. Right. You don't hear about that. You don't hear about, um, uh, th- earlier this fall you know, after I moved, um, I had to, you know, completely relearn new fish, new bodies of water, whatever, you know, you don't, you don't hear about, about this fall when I moved. Um, and I spent, I went to, I went to the same lake that I caught, like, I don't remember how many it was, uh, 20 something of my muskies last year, the same lake, well, lake, river, whatever. Um, it's kind of both, it's weird, but, uh, the same body of water, um, that I caught, you know, 20, my muskies out of last season, I didn't catch anything the first like eight times I went. Um, like, you know, you don't, you don't hear about that part of things, right? right? People just hear about the yeah. 40, 47 of the season, the two, four fish days, the nine fish day that I had two years ago. Um, they hear about that, you know, but, but muskie fishing is a lot, a lot, uh, grosser than I make it seem sometimes. Um. It's worth it. I love it. I will never, ever. I mean, I will target those things to the day I die, and I would rather target a muskie than anything else. Um, but, uh, it's, it's brutal, man. It's, it's horrible. I had a, a buddy last year who really wanted to get into it, Peyton from Triple P, you know? Uh-huh. Um, he, he, he wanted to get more serious about it. He had caught a few, and, um, he, he, same thing. He messaged me asking for advice, and I kind of led him in the right direction, whatever. And, uh, um, he was like six trips dry, right? And I get this rant from him, this message from him. And it's just like it's like I like whole I mean more profanity in it than than I could uh, um, say because I know my mom's gonna listen to this, but uh, <laughs> but uh, whole whole like ridiculous I mean dude was just pure raw anger, right? Just how much I you know, I fucking hate these fish. Like how do you do this? Like like why why are you you know, why are you catching the same day that I'm getting skunked, like oh god, just so mad, dude. Not at me, just at musky fishing, which is fair because I've been in the same boat. Um, just rage. Um, and then next day, <laughs> next day he posts up a fish, and it's like I love these fish. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, ah, uh, he's like, I love these fish so much. Oh my, this this big long speech about how muskies are amazing, whatever. And that that's <laughs> the, that's musky fishing right there, man. It's like back to back days where you hate them, you want to, you know. You're so angry. You're so pissed off. Uh, and then the next day, you're just you know happy as can be for a week because of that one fish that you caught. Um, I mean, that's what muskie man. It's the lowest of lows and the highest of. High. Oh shit! You cut
1: out. Oh, oh what what? Uh, the high
0: lowest lows, highest the highs.
2: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Lowest lows, highest highs. Man, it's a, it's um, yeah, it's a yeah. I don't know. It takes a special kind of person to be able to dedicate your life to it. Um, that's, for, that's for sure. That's for sure. It's an it's a insane grind. But, you know, like, you, like I did last year, if you can dial yourself in, right, if you know exactly where those fish are going to be, that's what happened to me last year. I, I found out what they were doing. I knew exactly where they were going to be every single time I went to that lake. I knew exactly uh, where they were going to be. And uh, that's what it takes, man. And, you know, keep in mind, I know exactly where they are and still there were days I didn't catch them. Right. Right. Um, and that's, that's, that's completely and entirely dialing them in to knowing exactly where they are. Uh, and I still sometimes didn't catch any. I also had days, you know, I also had a four fish day where I hooked up with two more fish that I missed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so, I, you know, f- potential six fish day uh, from the bank and in like five hours because I had class and study. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, that is also extremely hard to do and takes a ridiculous amount of time. Um, but if you can do it, oof, mm, there are a few things better.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to ask was if, um, <clears throat> if these fish kind of pattern, pattern like bass do, and if they stay on that pattern, like it, you kind of make it sound like they stay on that pattern for a month or two at a time. And then if, if they aren't on that pattern, it sounds like you kind of have them figured out where, where you know, where they are no matter the day, pretty much. It's just whether or not you can trick one into biting or not.
2: Yeah. So they pattern, um, the thing with muskies is like, you know, theoretically, yes, they're, they're very patternable. Um, however, Uh, they they're they're extremely temperamental fish um you know i've had times where that pattern lasts literally like two weeks where they're in the same spot for two straight weeks um i've had patterns like that i've also had patterns that come and go in half an hour i mean literally uh i i was fishing a tournament uh this fall with one of my buddies and we had, we had a, uh, we had, we had an idea of where they were going to be.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And we went to, we went to a couple spots that we thought they were going to be and, uh, didn't see anything. Um, and I was, I was so confident in this pattern though. I was like, I was like, dude, we have to stick this out. I was like, I was like, we, we, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta be on this pattern. And he, he, he agreed. Um, and then, uh, we, we pulled this next spot, same, same pattern, same idea. Um, and we, we bag one, we bag like a, it's like a mid forties. Um, and we, 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 uh, we were fishing at, at, at this tournament and one of our good friends was also fishing the tournament. So, um, we want, we want them to do well as well. So we, we called the, our other friend and we were like, Hey, um, we, we, we know where they are. Yeah. Go, go to this, go to this specific kind, this specific kind of spot. Um, and it basically is a shallow sand spot, which was pretty much what it was. Um, with, with, you know, a certain kind of weed as well, but, a, a shallow fan spot basically. And he was like, okay, sounds good. So we, we bagged that fish, whatever. Um, and then we go to the next spot, same idea. I get another one instantly, oh. another one on top, actually on a, actually on a nine inch slammer. Um, uh, it was on a nine inch slammer and we pull up to, a uh, duty, yeah, and well, my 53 was actually on, on top as well. Oh. Um, oof, God. Yeah, dude, uh, I think about that all the time. But uh, uh, so yeah, we do the same thing. Uh, we pull up to that that spot and uh, we bag a second one, um, and then we go to a third spot and uh, he has one on and it comes off. And then we have one that uh, was really super active, uh, and we we could have convinced, but it just didn't go down as as we had planned. And this all happens in like forty five minutes. We we uh, we catch two. Uh, have, have get one, have one comes off and have one really hot on two different baits um and that'll happen within like literally 45 minutes and so yeah. we're, we're freaking out because we got them patterned and you know it's tournament time and we're ready to go Should we go to the next spot next spot next spot next spot it's gone pattern's gone um it lasted you know probably 45 minutes to an hour and the pattern was on and off just like that right um and we sh- we uh after, you know, after it cooled down, we called up that buddy that we had called. And we were like, Hey, Andy, like, um, same I was fishing with my buddy, Justin, I was like, Hey, Andy, like, and that was our other friend. We were like, how are you doing? And, uh, he, the pattern that we told uh-huh. him to, to go on, they bagged three. Oh, same in the same, in the same hour, they bagged three. They had a, they had a team of three. We were a team of two. And so we bagged two, saw one more, had one hot on our bait. So, you know, and they, they interacted with like two more fish. So we had you know nine fish in that hour between our two boats wow. that just went off. Say and then the rest of the day radio silence, nothing. Oh. And before that we fished, you know, probably an hour and a half or an hour with with no action at all in the exact same spot we thought they were going to be. Um and the the we so we ended up getting we actually ended up getting 11th in that tournament and we should have gotten second, but we messed up on one of our fish entries. Um one of our fish entries we we messed up and one didn't count. Um, so we only had one fish for the day uh, and still ended up an 11th out of like three or 400 some people, Holy but, crap. and our friends who, yeah. And our, and our friends who bagged three actually won the whole thing. Damn. Um, yeah. Based on that pattern. So yeah, theoretically they're very patternable. <laughs> However, that's, that's just, you know, like I said, they're temperamental, that pattern changes and some days you haven't patterned and it just doesn't work out for whatever reason. You know what I mean? Right. Like, um, yeah, but my season so far for me, I know, I, you know, as of right now, I have a good idea of where they are. Um, I'm, I'm being hindered by quite a few things currently, but I have a good idea of where they are. And I've just had, I've had, I've, uh, interacted with, I think like six fish so far this season. And, you know, I say this season, but the water, the water's only been open for a week and a half right. and, uh, I've, I've had three on and all three got off. Um, so I've just had a really, really, really bad frustrating start to my season. Um, uh, and it's just like, you know, it's not because I don't know where they are. Um, I know where they are theoretically. Um, I just can't it every time just not putting it together this season. Whereas like last season, I felt like I could do it. No yeah. Lights out. Um, yeah. So then this season, you know, I haven't fished a spring on this body of water yet. So I shouldn't be so, uh, mad at myself, yeah. but I, but I am. Um, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's it's tough man it's it's tough super frustrating
0: it's um it's crazy that uh that that you can you can talk about this stuff and talk about your success um my good buddy phil lives out in virginia lives right on the Shenandoah river he'll he'll move 20 30 muskie a day and he's done that for (laughs) a year and a half two years and he has yet to hook one in like he'll send videos, yeah. like these, these just absolute <laughs> gators underneath his kayaks that followed in his toxic trucha or his eleven inch bull shad, and he's like, like I don't know what to do any different. He's like, I can I can pull him or move him, but he's like getting him to bite. He's like, that's just a different animal, and it's just it's so crazy to hear that you can have that much success, you can put all the pieces together, but you're missing that final that final middle piece of the puzzle to to have a successful trip. And it's just, I think it's 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 demoralizing for a lot of people and that's what makes it so rewarding obviously when you do catch one or when you do catch three or when you have a nine fish day like it's just it it makes it you realize how much it pays off to to have those struggles
2: <clears throat> yeah and that's 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 absolutely true um you know that's another thing is is knowing where they are yeah but you also have to present something yeah. the the correct way to get them to bite right like um, you know, I can know exactly where they are, but if I'm throwing the wrong thing at them, they don't care. Um, and, and that's the thing is, you know, m- musky fishing is so unbelievably complicated. And um, yeah, sometimes they're super, un- you know, they're so stupid um, and so easy to fool. And it, it just makes you laugh because of how like, you know, one of my favorite things in the world is having a musky follow my bait on like a big glide. Right. Uh huh. And I, cause I, I can't help but sit there and laugh at them. Like literally I'm sitting there while muskies following my bait and just giggling because I'm working this bait, you know, three, four feet to either side and their dumb asses are just like chasing after it, bobbing their head, <laughs> weaving the entire way, you know, because they're inches behind the thing, yeah. but they're just like dancing behind it, following the glide. Right. And like, you know, there are some days it's like that. And there are some days where. It doesn't matter what you throw at them; they will they'll follow it, and then they'll look up at you, giggle, and swim away. I swear to God, um, it's horrible, man. I mean, they uh, that's another, you know, like you said, musk is a lot of follows, a lot of follows. Um, I mean, you can have ten to one; you get ten follows and catch one fish. You can have more than that some days, and then there are some days where um, they just eat everything. Right? You don't get to see a follow because you caught four and all of them were middle of the cast. And there are some days where you just got to coax them, right? You, they, they follow you in and your boatside game means everything. Because yeah. if you don't have your boat side, if you don't have your boat side game locked in, you're not going to get that fish on an eight. And from what it sounds like, it sounds like that's what Phil's lacking. Yeah. Um, now that I mean, I have, I have no idea, um, obviously cause I have a very bare bones understanding of what he's even doing. But, uh, you know, if you don't have a good figure eight, you're going to miss a lot of fish. Um, I mean, I, I have I've brought friends out before, uh, um, and I have a couple of friends that I fish with pretty regularly where you know their boatside game isn't isn't what it should be, and it shows. And you just don't have a uh, um, you just don't have that extra little detailed them to go. One of the most important things in musky fishing is understanding and perfecting that figure eight. If you don't have the figure eight dialed, it's game over. Yeah. And it's not just it's not just understanding how to do a figure eight it's understanding how to do that figure eight with every bait that you have because doing a figure eight with a glide sucks it's horrible <laughs> doing a figure eight with a bucktail relatively self-explanatory yeah, yeah. but even then there are little there are little tricks and manipulations you can do to get them to go um you know uh, you know one of my one of my buddies uh ryan um you know one those ryan and justin are the two guys that i musky fish with primarily um they're my like two of my best friends and uh, we're a pretty deadly team.
1: Uh, but, uh, Ryan, you know, he's been
2: fishing, musk fishing 30 years, more than that. Maybe. I mean, not, not more than that. He's only like, he's only like 33, 34, <laughs> but, um, but, dude, dude, <laughs> but he's been musk fishing since he grew up. Yeah. Remember. Yeah. I mean, the dude's just, and he, I remember two, two springs ago, I, uh, converted a couple fish boatside on a glide and he's like literally i've never seen anybody convert a fish on a glide boatside and i i've never personally done it and i don't think i've any, ever seen anybody convert fish boatside on a glide it's just it's that hard right um and I, i've done it a, i've done it, i think three times now so unbelievably satisfying but he you know he was he was shocked the first time i did it in front of him because it's it's a hard thing to do and this guy he you know he's he's a he's a better musk fish than am. oh my god he's He's, he's so good. Um, and, uh, and he's impressed with, with that. So, like, you know, boatside game means everything. Right. It means everything. Because I can't even tell you how many times I've had a fish, you know, you see it following you and it'll follow from the second that bait hits the water all the way to the, yeah, boat. Underneath the boat. And if you don't have water. a good boatside game, exactly. It's, it's, it sees the boat um, or, or that bait stops moving the right way and it's gone. Um, you know, cl- you know, it, it means so much. Um, I actually have a couple of a couple of videos of on universe of me converting fish boatside on on a couple of different baits, and that's that's always fun to watch but it's it's hard to do it's really hard to do
0: no for sure have uh, have you been able to to translate your musky figure eight to an eight trap for bass or have you not gotten the opportunity to do that at all
1: um
2: i it, it, the, the the fishing that i do for bass is usually incredibly clear water yeah that's what i figured um and that's i mean i'd love to tell you that (laughs) that that could possibly work but clear water bass fishing man i don't see that i don't see that happening i have caught two bass on a you know modified figure eight if you will Uh uh one was in super dirty water, and he he missed. And I basically shoved my rod tip back down and, and jerked my—actually, uh, it was a row made south—jerked my south around, and he came back for it and smashed it. But that was in, like, you know a foot of clarity. And then another time was <clears throat> when I was on just a ridiculous smallie bite, and these smallies were, like, so unbelievably aggressive. Um, I, I was working my S-Waver um, pretty high up in the water column, and he he hit it, like, three times. Back to back to back, missed all three times, and I, I you know, I ran out of room, so I basically, uh, you know, had six inches of line out with my ass waver, and I was like, you know, jerking yeah, around on top, yeah. and he came back and smoked it. He came back and smoked it, and that was like a four-four, which was sweet. Um, uh, and then my girlfriend actually, she um, figurated a rainbow trout this winter awesome. on a on an X wrap. Uh, and I will never, never forget that.
1: <laughs>
2: literally this rain- this this rainbow. Yeah. She has an X-Rap and the, she's, she's reeling it in and uh, you know, you can see it behind it. And um, I was like, Oh, like Elio follow and Bates coming in. Bates coming in. <laughs> she runs out of room, same thing. And she literally just like instinctually figurated it and the rainbow smashed <laughs> it. <laughs> and we're talking like, dude, this is like crystal clear. Yeah. Like pristine conditions like these fish are so skittish it's unbelievable um like they, they you know they can see you from 50 feet and run and she figurated the thing so um that was just ridiculous but i don't i don't see foresee that happening in in uh you know because bass don't have that at least where i fish them you know there are muskies they're a pike um they're not apex so they're not they're not pulling yeah, that shit right um you know mus- muskies will muskies will muskies will do it in crystal clear water. Um, But even sometimes muskies in crystal clear water get, get pretty spooked. Um, it really depends on how hungry they are, honestly, and how much their uh, you know, instinct is driving them to just smash. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, not for bass muskies all the time. Um, much better in dirty water than in clear water, but even in crystal clear, you can get them to go.
0: Yeah. That's what I figured is, uh, it, it's, it happens far, few and far between and you see guys do it like down in texas or cali but i've never seen it really happen in like the midwest northern states which is very unfortunate because i think it'd be badass but like you said i don't i don't see it happening especially like you said any of the clear lakes and a lot of the lakes like wisconsin michigan minnesota all those lakes are clear and uh it hinders the situation
2: oh yeah yeah plus when when muskies are and and pike are in the situation like i said bass are an apex (laughs) like They just don't have that. They just don't have that that behavior up here Um, because they're not, you know, there's, you know, a bunch of different fish that can, that can mess with them. So you're, you're just not getting close to them like that. Right. Um, There's just, you know what I mean? Like they, they see the boat and they'll, they'll, they'll fly off or at least they're, or at least, or at least they will very quickly get not hungry. (laughs) Right. Um, Whereas a muskie see the boat, they don't care. They're, you know, nothing's hurting them. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, you know what I mean? I've had, I've had muskies you know, you always, you always hear the classic of like, Lake of the woods and muskies attacking trolling motors right. and stuff. Yeah. Right. But, uh, um, like that's, you know, that's real. I've had muskies, uh, run straight into the boat before and just, just kind of like, and just not care. Like they'll literally run into the boat and they'll kind of like sit there for a little while while they like get their bearings back. Cause they just concuss themselves <laughs> and then they'll just swim and then they'll just swim off. Cause you know, whatever. Just the thing I ran into today. Yeah. Um,
0: Unreal. I mean, I've, I've had, I've, uh, when I was younger, I used to fish, um, it was little backwaters from a river and there was, it's, it's, there's a lot of big pike in there. And I remember I had one follow a buzz bait one time and it just kind of, it just didn't really care. It just slowly went under my kayak. And I, I remember distinctively hearing it like actually legit, legitimately rub up against the bottom of the boat. Like just like a little i was like what the hell was that and then i saw it just <laughs> swim out the other side and back down i was like oh my gosh that thing gave zero shits
2: yeah yeah i've had a every once in a while you'll get a really really like the the, the really true giants are are so hard to fool because they've seen everything in the book right yeah and and that's that's one of the i think that's i think that honestly is one of the reasons i've been so successful with uh with muskies is because i swim bait for them primarily right um so you know i'm showing them something they've never seen never um even whole bait styles they've never seen you know what i mean like um but you know oh, i guess we come back to that later but uh
1: um i think that's i think that's that's one of the reasons but
2: um you know those big girls they've seen everything right so getting them to go is is nearly impossible and and sometimes they'll you know they'll follow you all the way to the boat and then they'll literally just sit there and stare at you for like minutes on it. I've had fish where you, you know, they'll just sit there and like stare at the boat just cuz they're curious just cuz they're like oh, I wonder what that yeah. is. Um probably probably another idiot that's trying to <laughs> try yeah. to put me in the net but uh um those just watch. They'll sit there. You can run anything you want to by them. It does not matter. It's, it's cool. I've I, in fact one time I uh one time um
1: uh I was fishing a this was, I think, probably like, oof,
2: quite a few years ago, six, seven years ago, something like that. I was fishing a sucker um, back before I got, like, you know, back before I really, really honed in on muskies. I was fishing a sucker once, and uh, that's, that's a popular technique in the fall in, uh up north. But uh, um, this big, big, I, you know, at the time, I didn't really know what I was looking at. I thought it was really big. Could have been like a 35. It definitely wasn't. But, uh, you know, big, big fish. Um, follows in my sucker and it sees the boat and just starts, you know, staring at me. I remember I literally took the sucker and I put it on its nose <laughs> and it literally just sat there just at with it. a live ble- a live bleeding sucker. I popped it on its nose. It just it like booped it and sw- and like didn't move. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? Like I can literally hit this fish in the face yeah, with a live net bait it right it's not going to go. Oh my God. I mean, literally, I mean, you can't, or like, you know, if, if I, was that, you know, if I was that kind of guy, cause there are those kind of guys, you know, I could put a treble yeah, on and exactly. snag it easily, easily. You know what I mean? It, it would you know, would barely care. Um, but no, no, it just does not care. And so same thing with artificial man. They will, they'll just stare at those baits, not giving a damn. They could not care less. They're just curious. They're just looking at you. Jeez.
0: And like that'll happen with like even big bass. Like um, Jason, he caught that his his PB a couple of weeks ago, and uh, <laughs> I don't know if I don't know. Legend, alleged, alleged PB. he's like oh, I think it's an eight above an eight, but he told me the story, and he's like, I was working my uh, my my Roman made nego in, and he's like, I got it within like a foot, and he's like, that fish just stared at me. He's like, I literally like, I, he's like, I let some line out, it just kind of sunk down under the dock and he's like and he's like i just barely popped it and he's like and for some reason that fish ate and it's like i've had situations where those fish literally will follow it like all the way back to the pier and they're just sitting there looking at it and it's like what do i do like do i walk this bait down to do it do i do i try to pray to something and a try to trap this fish or like do you just let you just let it sit there and just vertical jig it and it's just it's crazy because that's how you know like it's like a truly big fish because it'll just sit there and it does not care about anything other than what nope. the hell's in front of it. And it, even then, it doesn't even care. It's just kind of sitting there chilling.
2: <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And that's a, that's, that's a big reason why I believe in uh, suspending baits so much. I, I tune so many of my baits to suspend. Um, I, I, I might mess with the baits all the time, but I tune so many of them to suspend, specifically glides, but even swimmers sometimes and, and other stuff um but because you know when you interact with that kind of fish right uh um you know if if it you know if it starts if it starts sinking super aggressively or if it starts floating all the way to the top a lot of times you're going to lose interest right because that bait isn't that bait isn't isn't presented in a in the way that that fish wants it presented anymore so you know you're 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 throwing a super buoyant bait it just floats up to the top it doesn't want to mess with anything on top um you know, or if it starts sinking super fast, it doesn't want to follow it all the way down. Right. It wants it to sit there at, you know, at that level where it's at. Um, and, you know, sometimes you can get lucky and they'll commit on the float or they'll commit on the sink. But I, I do so well on suspending glides, uh, suspending cranks. Um, one, you know, the, the, the bait that I, there was one, I, I did really, you know, I did really well on a few baits last year. Um, most notably was a, was a uh, a suspending Gan Craft um, that I have. I think I think I caught thirteen fish on that one bait last wow. season. Um, I tuned it to suspend, and uh, um, I just put it where they wanted it. i gave it three, four second pauses, um, and they wanted that thing so bad. Specifically, that bait. I don't know what it is, but um, I also did really well on uh, the Big Chief. G- is Big chief, I think I had like six skis on last year. Uh, Gangcraft 303, I did well on um, bucktails, drill and bucktails. Um, my 53 was on top, I did well on the nine inch slammer. Um, yeah, but yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of a lot of fish on swim baits, a lot of fish on glides. Yeah, would you say
0: that uh, more than half the time you're fishing, um, I guess bass swim baits for these musky or are you fishing kind of more musky orientated baits orientated?
2: Yeah. I mean, um, I can
1: actually, I can, I think I can answer that exactly. I, uh, I believe I caught 11 fish on bucktails last year. And then the, the rest were either
2: on musky glides or, Bass marketed glides, and I think only like three of them were on musky glides. So I think well over, for sure, for sure, over thirty fish on bass marketed bass oriented swim baits last year. That's
0: crazy. Now, when you catch one, does it uh, obviously like the pis big chief and stuff? Those are all those are all resin, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Pis is pis is resin yeah, That's what I
0: figured. Um, has have you had? any fish fuck up a bait beyond beyond your capability of fixing or is it are they not like oh d- like destroying them that crazy
1: <clears throat> oh god yeah no they
2: ruin ruined stuff dude um resin seems to hold up very well yeah you know. uh wood wood just gets destroyed um wood just gets massacred cuz cuz you know making you know, if they penetrate the resin, like I have a, I post up a video on swim bait on Universe last year of me uh I was fishing the the flash decoy XL oh. for skis last year and uh um I have I think two or three fish on that bait. Um but I had one just crush it, miss hooks, and oh. uh in the in in the video you can see that there's several teeth <laughs> implanted into the resin of my decoy. Jeez. Um which is not super which is not super, uh, um, super uncommon, but it, it was cool to see. Like you know, usually you see the holes, yeah, and you see the gashes, and you'll you'll see that. But to have the actual teeth break off in the bait doesn't happen a ton. I think I have like five or six of my baits with musky teeth implanted in them, but uh, but you know, resin seems to hold up pretty well. So I'm 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 pretty happy with that because I was worried about that, but. Um, after last year I fished resin so much that I'm not worried about it anymore. Wood is another story. Wood just gets wrecked. At first I thought, um, you, I mean, oh, you can go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying wood got, uh, wood just gets destroyed. Oh,
0: yeah. At first I thought you, uh, you said the elude FM, the, the wood version of that. And you said, you said it got, oh. I was like, oh my gosh. And then you said resin. I was like, Ooh, okay. Took a, took a sigh. Yeah. Through. No,
2: no, no. Yeah. the The wood is the SCF one. Yeah the resin is the flash decoy. Um um but yeah no dude I would
0: that would <laughs> that would hurt
2: because that those SCF those SCF ones are super hard to come by. I have one and uh I would never throw it for muskies. No, not a chance
0: is that thing kill the smallmouth as is, is good as I think it does.
2: Dude it's such a cool little bait man. It's so cool. It's uh yeah it's it's so much fun. It's it's a hard fluke, really. Yeah. Um and uh yeah it's a lot of fun. The 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 flash decoys the uh, the lipless flash decoys, the resin resin versions. Uh-huh. I've used those as well, and they're fine. They're, uh, I mean, I think I've used two. They both kind of swam a little different. One was really meh, and the other one was like uh, fine. Um, but that that SCF one just goes to work. Actually, the one that I have is actually the one that Jason yeah, reviewed. Yeah, I was just has about a, to ask you. I figured um, it's. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 actually the 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 specific bait uh, that Jason reviewed. So I actually have that exact bait. Um, if anybody's curious, but my god, that thing just—it's so much fun.
0: Yeah, I watched his swim video a couple weeks ago, and I posted on Universe. I was like, "Does anybody have one of these?" And nobody. It was just crickets. I was like, "Son of a bitch."
2: Yeah, there's there's very few of them out there, man. Um, they, I think, uh, those are twenty five. Yeah, I think. I don't know, but there's very few. Uh, They're hard to find. I think literally he's only dropped them like once or twice. Um, I think the SCF, I could be wrong. So somebody like, you know, if people have gotten this far into it, it's correct me if I'm wrong. (laughs) I think it stands because I think it was a collaboration with Swimbait Canada. Yeah, no, you're right for sure. And I think SCF1 literally stands for like Swimbait Canada Canada Fluke or something like that. Oh, that that would make sense. Yeah, or something. I think, or something like that. but yeah, I, I yeah. Super cool bait.
0: Yeah, I uh I, I saw that some video and I was like, I need one. But um kinda to, to wrap it up because I think that people are gonna listen to this and those guys who wanna get into musky fishing or um just kind of aren't necessarily familiar with with how musky I'm not gonna say delicate, but it's not a fish that you just kinda you pull out of the water for ten fifteen minutes at a time um I, I was just I was curious on how you treat these musky as far as like nets
2: pliers
0: uh fast handling of these fish just that sort of thing fish care i guess is
1: was what I would call it
2: <clears throat> yeah absolutely um so there's some basics right um uh big thing is um I mean if you're in a boat which i you know used to be exclusively in a boat, but now actually, since I, since I moved, uh, I'm on the bank now. Uh, uh-huh. um, and actually n- this is not the correct way to do it. Um, <laughs> but since I'm, since I'm on the bank now, what I actually do is, um, every fish I catch, I actually, I actually get in the water with I it now. Um, because I, because I don't have a net right. So I, I, you know, cause I'm the, the technique that I use on the bank, I is necessary for me to be extremely mobile. Right. Um, Because these fish are in very specific spots, or at least they were. Right. Um, And so I need to be extremely mobile. Like, I'm, I think I, you know, I have my Apple Watch. My Apple Watch, I think the most intense day last year, I walked like eight miles, something like that. Um, But I have to be extremely mobile. So I can't bring a musky net with me. That's, that's ridiculous. So uh, I actually, I'll get them in super shallow water. uh, And I'll literally, I'll either wear waders or, I have these like knee high boots that I'll use or if, uh, it's warm enough, I literally just get in there with my shoes and pants pull and I just drooper. get in the water with them. <laughs> yeah, literally I'll just get in the water with them. And I'm just like, um, just cause I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to bank them. Right. Uh, that's not cool. Uh, so I'll literally just get in the water with them and grab them. But, um, uh, yeah, you should always have a, you should always have a wire cutter with you. Um, uh, for hooks that you can't get out, always have a nice long pliers. Um, and basically, what you want to do is net them, be as gentle with them as possible. Get those hooks out of, out of them as long as possible. Out, uh, you know, after a, after a fight, give them a little bit in the net, right? As long as the net's big enough. Yeah. If the net's not big enough, um, and you you know, you should have a huge net so that they can rest in there, right? Um, after the fight. Uh, but if you don't have a net big enough, um, you know, take the risk. Just grab them by the tail, hold them in the water. If you grab them hard enough by the tail, they should be they should be fine. That's what I do. Um, it, when I'm bank fishing, I haven't had a problem. Or, or you can, or you can put your hand in their gill, but uh, um, you know, just give them a rest for a little while. Out of the water, support them by their belly. Quick, quick pictures. Put them back. Right, like you, you don't want to have these things out of the water for thirty seconds. Yeah, exactly. That's especially true in the summer. It's especially true in the summer. Um, summer fish exhaustion is very, very, is a very, very real problem. You can get away with a lot more. In the fall and in the spring, um, I mean, you can have full, full fights on twenty pound mono SC thirty six with these things in the fall, and take them out of the water for thirty seconds. Put them in the water, and they will kick off and douse you. Um, no problem. But in the summer, I mean, a thirty second fight can be the end of that fish's life if the water temps are high enough. Um, so in the summer, don't be afraid to spend a lot of time with them. Um, and and be very efficient in the summer usually what i tell people is uh 70 degrees is when you start being careful above 75 don't fish for them um it's like 80 especially you know don't even don't even think about it because that's that's way too hot uh but 70 is kind of like that cutoff mark and then 75 is the no-go zone um but yeah just you know don't be afraid to clip hooks if you can't get that hook out um I've I've only had to do it I think twice um,
1: but just in case and
2: then just have a nice long
1: oh you cut out again oh maybe hopefully <laughs> uh, I think he was gonna say have a nice long net if I had to guess what he was gonna say
0: Oh, I haven't had this happen. Usually people, people cut out and they come right back. we <clears> will <throat> give them a minute or two. Cut the, cut, cut the waiting out. <clears throat> Hello. Oh, oh, there you go.
2: There you go. Okay. No, you're
0: good. You cut out at, have a nice long, I'm assuming you're going to say net, but I wasn't sure.
2: Yeah. Nice long, A nice long pliers. Actually. Players, yeah. Um, and then a yeah, nice. Make sure you have a big enough net because you don't want to position them weirdly in that nice long pliers. Because um, it, uh, like my hands will show you, I have quite a few musky tooth scars on my hands <laughs> that could have been avoided with a little bit of longer pliers. Right. But um, I'm kind of I'm kind of at the point now where uh, I have enough musky tooth. Like actually, my 53 left a nice two inch gash on my pinky finger. But uh, um, and I've had I've had quite a few musky related injuries. So don't be afraid to. You're going to get injured, musky fishing. I literally guarantee it. Um, uh, But yeah, if as you know, be responsible. Bring up long pliers. You can get it done with the short pliers at your own at your own risk. But uh, um, I would advise against it, even though I do it constantly.
0: I mean, that's that's all I had on my plate. If there's anything you want to touch on, we can do that for sure.
2: (laughs) I don't. I don't think so, man. yeah, I, I I think that uh, I mean yeah, that was that was that was that was productive. Yeah. Hopefully people hopefully people learn from it. Yeah,
0: I think um I think everybody that's that's, that's goal. I think everybody who listens to this will no longer have to contact Alec on just any any general <laughs> information because this was of with almost uh, almost two hours of just literal knowledge straight from the guy himself that People people ask questions, um, so don't be surprised when he sends you a link to this podcast instead of t- texting out a text <laughs> message to you.
2: Yeah, I, I'm. I will uh, certainly start employing that strategy.
0: What um, what I'll do is I'll go through um and on the description I'll put I'll put timelines or timestamps.
2: Yeah. Very. That's genius. That's a very that, very good save idea. Save
0: people some time, especially. Especially when they're like, "Oh, when wh- what? What point in time in the podcast did you guys talk about it?" You can just be like, "Here, this timestamp right here." Give her hell!
1: Hell yeah! But, that's perfect. Yeah,
0: I want to thank you for coming on and, and donating not only not only your time, but all this just absolute massive amount of knowledge for not only me but everybody else that's going to listen to this. It's gonna um it it's gonna educate a lot of people, and I think uh, those people are going to help educate more people and it's going to be a more well-known thing, not only about hooks and line and that sort of stuff, but the drag and musky handling and just everything we talked about in
1: here.
2: <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Man. That, that, that was the goal. Yeah, that was the goal. And, and it, uh, we hit it on the head. <laughs> perfect. Hell yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me know if, uh, you know, if you get any questions about it or whatever, and if, uh, any clarification is needed in the future.
0: Yeah, for sure. I will link your Instagram and stuff in the description. I want to thank everybody listening. Uh, This was a long one, but like I said, it was full of information. It was definitely worth the time. Uh, Make sure you guys give it five stars if you liked it. If not, hit me up, talk about it instead of hurting my rating. Uh, Make sure you guys follow the Instagram scales and tails underscore podcast. Like I said, I always say, hit me up with any ideas or if you want to be on the show or anybody you can think of wants to be on the show, let me know. I'm intrigued with everybody, and I, uh, I have yet to turn anybody down on coming on the show and talking, so your chances are really high. Um, like I said, I want to thank you
1: guys, and um, I will talk to everybody next time. Thanks, everybody.